Welcome to the Kevin White Show. Broadcasting live from the USA. Get ready for a powerful word from God with the encouragement, strength, and comfort you need for today. Come say hello to friends around the world from 163 different countries. Hello. Thank you for subscribing, commenting, and sharing the show. Kevin White is a best-selling author. His books are available in all formats and multiple languages worldwide, everywhere books are sold. As an international speaker, Kevin has flown over a million miles to 28 different countries and spoken to thousands of audiences around the world. A serial entrepreneur, Kevin has helped start hundreds of churches, businesses, and nonprofits throughout the world. Kevin is CEO of Spirit Media, a full-service and multinational publishing, branding, and marketing company based in the USA. Okay, who's ready to prosper in the presence of God? Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together and help welcome your friend and mine, Kevin White. Good morning, everyone. Hello, welcome to the show. How are you doing? I am Kevin. I'm coming at you live from the USA, and I hope that you are doing well. Good morning. Say hello to family and friends around the world. It is Tuesday, December the 26th, 2023. This is the last episode ever in 2023. Before we dive into it, how was your Christmas? It's only been one day. Let me still wish everyone a very Merry Christmas. I hope you had a blessed time worshiping the Lord, eating, fellowshipping, being with your family, with your friends, hopefully doing some outreach during this season, uh, sharing and proclaiming the goodness of our God with people all around you. So did you experience the goodness of our God? It would be a tragedy to be so busy during Christmas that you didn't slow down and simply realize the baby in a manger changes everything for you, for me. If you've missed any of our previous episodes, I hope that you'll go back and watch them. Two weeks ago, I shared a powerful message on a three-letter word that changes everything, Y-O-U. Christmas is for you. Jesus is for you. God loves you. Jesus died for you. God is offering you life and prosperity. And then last week, we celebrated an international Christmas communion with thousands of people around the world. I am so honored to be able to share the goodness of our God with all 195 nations through these episodes. I am um, very called by God, feeling anointed to bring word every week of encouragement, of strength, of comfort into your life. Maybe you built the habit in 2023 of joining us every single Tuesday at 10 a.m. And if you did, way to go. I am so thankful. We have friends from the USA, from India, from Bangladesh, from Myanmar, from Afghanistan, from Ukraine, from Prague, uh, Mexico, Canada, Australia, Thailand. We could go on and on and on, but um, I will never, ever take that for granted. So wherever you're watching from today, 
I am so grateful that you are there. We are praying for countries by name. Jesus said, proclaim the glorious deeds of the Lord to all nations. Jesus said, my house would be a house of prayer for all nations. This good news will be preached in every nation. Matthew 24, verse 14. And so here on the Kevin White Show, we are advocating for the message of God to be proclaimed and demonstrated in every nation of the world, all 195 nations. So tell us where you're watching from. Let's um, proclaim Jesus for your nation and your nation for Jesus. I invite you to go to globalhopeindia.org, okay? Uh, that's one of the charities that I founded and that, that I lead. Uh, I'm very grateful for what God has done in globalhopeindia.org. Go to the website and look there. It proclaims Jesus for India, India for Jesus, Jesus for India, India for Jesus. Well, that's one of 195 nations. We're not going to be satisfied until that is true of every nation. And, and obviously, uh, God's planted part of my heart in the soil of India. I was born in rural North Carolina, but there is so much passion of the, of the creator of the universe flowing in me and through my veins into India. Uh, it just ha has to be because of Jesus's love for India. Why would I care about India? Why would I want to go to India? Why would I want to pray for India? Except God loves India. So where has God planted part of your heart? Where's God called you? Uh, there is enough people watching this show that we could surely cover 195 nations. Um, praying for them every single day. Proclaiming your nation for Jesus Jesus for your nation. And I want you to join me in that. Um, today's word is the word passion. Passion. Let me bring it up here on the screen. Um, and I really hope that you and I will appreciate this word on a whole new level, a whole new level uh, by the end of this episode. And so um, we're going to dive in in just a few minutes, but I won't. I want to just ask you, uh, what do you think of when you think of passion? What do you think of? Um, you know, we talk about physical intimacy uh, among lovers being moments of passion. And um, I just, maybe you, maybe you think of passion about football or passionate about uh, your sports team, passionate about music, your hobby, passionate about books, if you like to read books, if you're a writer. Um, we all have passions, things that we're passionate about, people, projects, needs that we're passionate about. I hope you can identify some passion. Life would be very boring if you weren't passionate about something. Unfortunately, we live in a world that can be upside down in their passion. They can be passion for hate. They can be passionate about prejudice. They can be passionate about things that are not going to matter at all in heaven. And they're literally going to die here on earth, go to heaven if, if they're covered under the blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. And their passion will stop just like that because it was temporary passion. It was about temporal things and it wasn't eternal. And I want to encourage you 
to look at passion from an eternal God. You know, we, we think of passion like this, you know, like a, a couple having passion together, you know, wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, passion. But we have an eternal God and he thinks of passion in a long-term, eternal context. It's, it's, it's something that he's given to us. It's something that he's looking for from us. And this is not a temporary, I choose passion now and maybe I'm going to uh, burn the bridge of that passion tomorrow. But this is a covenant. He, his passion represents a covenant that can never be broken. And yet we think of things and we treat things as if passion is temporary. Passion is a moment. Passion is something that we cared about yesterday and we, we don't even think of today. Um, you know, we can get very zealous in, in our youth, uh, in our college years. We can be very passionate about something and it's all over our social media. And a year later, this is what, this is how passionate we are. Crickets, nothing. You ever, you ever been passionate about something that you're no longer passionate about? Um, sometimes we confuse passion by thinking it's a moment. It's something that we feel very exhilarated over, but then it dies. That's not passion. When God thinks of passion, he thinks long-term. He thinks eternal. He is eternal. He is long-term. And his passion does not fade. It is not a moment. And um, you're going to need to put what I'm about to share from God's word into that context. You cannot think of passion in the human context of temporary, of conditional, of um, whether or not we have enough time for. You know, maybe we were passionate about something like I've um, my wife and I live in a townhome right now for the last 13 years. I love it. It's afforded me to travel internationally that I don't have to do our yard work anymore. There's landscape companies in our community that take care of all of that. But years ago, I would be passionate about yard work and we would work in flower beds and we would spend a lot of time and even money um, making the yard beautiful. And that was a passion in that season. And, and yet God changed even a value for that into a value of going internationally. And um, other things. My wife's very active in ministry. I'm very active in ministry. Our family is very active in ministry. And so our passion for yard work has now shifted um, over the last 15 years or so to really being more of an eternal passion about things that are going to matter when we cross over from, from uh, earth into heaven. Now, no judgment, no condemnation. If you love gardening, uh, that, that's not necessarily an evil passion. Um, and God, God wants us to steward the ground, to steward what we've been given. And gardening can be very therapeutic. It can be very worshipful. I hope that you are um, finding the presence of God even in gardening, because that's what today's message is all about. It's about a passion that is consistent. 
It is about a passion that is eternal. It is about a passion that really represents God's passion. The world needs to see God's passion. And, you know, unfortunately, Christians, brothers and sisters of mine, yours, can get so passionate about things that are not going to matter in eternity. And if there's any community on planet Earth that needs to demonstrate and proclaim the passions of our God, it is the church, the Christian community. And so let me take you into a, a verse here from the Savior that we are following. Um, you're going to find this verse in John chapter 2. In John chapter 2, we see the story of Jesus' first miracle of turning water into wine. It's a beautiful story. And after that, he leaves this celebration of life at this wedding. He has performed this miracle, his first recorded miracle of changing water into wine. And he goes into the temple and he becomes one of the first uh, and and really um, um, very few times in the Bible that you're going to see what is described as righteous indignation. Jesus went into the temple and got so grief stricken at the marketplace that was happening in the temple. People were having to pay extorted fees for the forgiveness of their sin to be made right with God. There was the custom of uh, from the Old Testament of having to buy pigeons and livestock to be sacrificed for the forgiveness of sin. This was prior to the cross and the lamb being slain once and for all for the forgiveness of my sin and your sin. Jesus, in my place, in your place. And so Jesus goes in and he is moved with righteous indignation, calling for justice. He is declaring that what the church was doing at the time, the temple workers were doing, was extorting people for the forgiveness of sin. They were keeping people from the presence of God. They were, they were making people have to pay high prices so that they could be made right with God. And Jesus went and overturned their tables and he threw their coins around and he said this verse. Look at John chapter 2, verse 17. Then his disciples remembered this prophecy from the scripture, passion for God's house will consume me. And I want you just to allow the Holy Spirit to bring this verse deep into your spirit. I want you to chew on this verse. If you have any capacity to write this down and to put it in front of you for the month of January, I encourage you to do that. Every morning, I want you to train yourself to see this verse. This is the Savior that has come into the baby in a manger. This is the Savior that lived 33 years here on planet Earth. This is the Savior that was crucified as a criminal on the cross for the forgiveness of my sin and your sin. This is the Savior that rose again on the third day. This is the Savior that said, it's for your good that I go away so that the Father can send the Holy Spirit. This is the Savior saying that I'm limited by my human flesh. I've been the Word made flesh to dwell among you. 
But God is for all nations. And the strategy of God is to show you through the life of Jesus what God looks like and to put that spirit of Jesus now into every believer worldwide through the Holy Spirit. This is the Jesus that said, stay in Jerusalem and the Father will send the Holy Spirit on you. This is the Savior that said, you will receive the Holy Spirit and you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you and you will be my witnesses in your city, in your state, in your country and to all 195 nations of the world. This is the Savior that said, go you therefore into all the world, 195 nations and make disciples, teaching them to obey. This is the Savior we call on for the forgiveness of our sin. Jesus, say his name. When we say the name Jesus as I cannot for, be forgiven and made right for God, made right with God on my own strength. And so I need a Savior. And I believe God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, that whoever would believe on him would not perish but live forever. This is the Savior that we call on that forgives us of our sin. And this is the one that we follow. Christians are followers of Christ. If you are covered under the blood and you are considered a part of the big C global church, you are a Christ follower. This is what you're following. Look at this verse. John chapter 2 verse 17. Then his disciples remembered this prophecy from the scripture, passion for my father's house will consume me. And I want you to understand the context of this is not a brick and mortar temple. We see throughout the Old Testament all of the intricate detail of the temple. But the whole point is the presence of God. And in the Old Testament, you would have to go into the Holy of Holies to be in the presence of God, into the temple. And so even in John chapter 2, Jesus is so disturbed saying you, you are keeping God from people and people from God. And it's the brick and mortar that this is happening in. And he overturns the tables. There's passion in that. You can call it anger. You can call it righteous indignation. But this is passion where almighty God is looking upon humanity like sheep without a shepherd with mercy and compassion. And he is saying, I have come for them. Jesus said, I came to seek and to save those who are lost. And it is the church, not the government. We blame the government. We blame atheists. We blame other religions, but it is the church that has been historically guilty of keeping the presence of God from people and keeping people out of the presence of God. And that can even happen today, December the 26th, 2023. And one of the ways it just subtly happens worldwide around the globe is when the people of God do not match the passion of God. And so the world can be very confused about the value for the presence of God. If there's any community in the world that is going to show a passion for the presence of God, 
it will be the followers of Jesus. But we title ourselves Jesus followers, Jesus people, the church. We title ourselves Christian, and yet we never take on the passion for the presence of God. If you are going to follow Jesus in 2024, you need to put this verse in front of you and you need to allow the Holy Spirit to really reveal what this verse indicates about your life, your speech, your prayers, your worship, how you spend your money, how you spend your time, what you invest your time in in 2024. Passion for God's house. What Jesus is saying is passion for the presence of God will consume me. You ever seen someone consumed by something? Jesus is consumed to, for the presence of God. Watch. So read, read John. If you've never read the Bible, start in the book of John and read and look at what Jesus does. He stays in constant communion with the Father. So there's passion even in the Trinity. In the Trinity, the Father is passionate for the Son. The Son is passionate for the Father. The Holy Spirit is passionate for the Son and for the Father. One God, three, three forms of how we can relate to Him. And there is passion all throughout the Trinity. Look through it. Look in the scripture and you will never see the son not being willing to honor the father or the father being willing to exalt the son or the spirit being willing to remind us of everything Jesus has said and the word of God as our counselor, as our teacher, there is passion for them. And then I want to, I want to, to remind you to apply the verse where um, we see you love me because I first loved you. And I want you just to put passion in the context of God first. The truth is God never ever has asked you for anything he's not willing to give to you first. Even whenever it comes to an offering and to a tithe, God gives us 100% and he says, return to me 10% to remind you that it all comes from me. Where did you get the 10% from the 100% God gave? And yet we are tricked by the enemy to think that we are, a, we are serving a God that is stingy. We are serving a God that is demanding, almost like a hostile landlord over us. You must pay your rent to be my follower. And that is not true. God gives you way more, gives me way more than he ever asked of me. He has given everything. We love God because he first loved us. Now put that in the context of passion. We can only be passionate for God in the same context of our understanding of God's passion toward us. Go back to the, pass, uh, the episode on you, Y-O-U. You are the apple of God's eye. God sings over you with joy. God loves you. And even in the teaching of the prodigal son, 
the father in that story is almighty God. The prodigal is you and me. Even the older son represents us at times. And the father runs after the son. His eyes are on the son with compassion, on the son with love. His eyes are on the son to give, not to steal. He runs. That's the passion of God. And I, I want you to experience the consumption of your heavenly father's passion for you. May the Holy Spirit really reveal to you. We're going to pray in just a moment, and I'm going to invite you to hold your hands out. And I just want you to receive a vision, receive a revelation of God's passion for you. You know, we say, call upon the name of Jesus to be saved. God has called your name long before you are willing to say the name of Jesus. We say we walk the aisle and we come to Jesus. God's been running after you, chasing after you and I, long before we even take one baby step toward Him. We say, wow, you've forgiven me of my sins. I love you so much. Thank you for eternal life. And God has been loving us long before we even can begin to articulate the words, I love you, God, back to Him. And if you'll look for it in the scripture, you will see the passion of God for you. For you. The creator of the universe is so passionate for you and for me and for all humans, for everyone of every nation, black, white, red, brown, Regardless of the language, regardless of the gender, regardless of the lifestyle, God is passionate for you and for I. He's willing to run the risk that you'll never be passionate for Him in order to give you the freedom that you might actually choose to take Jesus only for salvation. Choose to be passionate for Him in representation of His passion for you. If you would be honest before God, before we go into prayer, and you would say, you know, I know about God, and I go to church, but I really, I don't know that I've ever, I could characterize myself as passionate for God. What you're saying is, I'm, I'm lacking a revelation of God's passion for me. And if you could... Allow God to download a vision. I don't know how to accomplish this in you or anyone else. All I know is that God has given me greater vision. I'm 56 years old and every month, every day, every year, God gives me more and more vision and understanding. Revelation. Next week, I'm going to be sharing a message on revelation. And God gives me more and more revelation of his passion for me from being a follower of God to being a son from being a son of God and a, and a child of God to being a friend of God and there's not a morning I wake up that I am not mindful of God's passion for me and my passion for him
Even this year, the words, meditate on my word day and night, has been elevated in my spirit, in my life, where I'm finding that I can't survive culture and the world and 2023 and the pandemic and the wars and the natural disasters without being constantly in the word. As soon as I leave the word and I go out into the world, I can get confused. I can get anxious. I can get worried. I can get fearful. I go right back into the word. But it says meditate on it day and night. That's what passion looks like. Saturating yourself in the word. Praying everywhere you go. You don't have to have just a dear God and amen session. That is important. Do that. But you can pray while you're sitting in traffic. You can pray while you're standing in line in the market. You can pray continuously, a life of prayer. I go to church now begging God to speak to me. It's passion, but it has come as a result of me having greater revelation of his passion toward me. I was a poor kid from a rural village in North Carolina. My family fell apart whenever I was 10 and 12 years old. I lived two years really without a whole lot of family around me being pretty much alone for two years. And I look back and God's been pursuing me. And He's been so good. He's been so great. He's been so generous. I just want to close out. I know I'm running, I'm, I'm, I'm about to run over on time, but this is important. And we're going to pray for this revelation. But see this passion for God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son. That happened long before you were conceived, long before you were born. He had already given you, you would be born into a sinful world with a sin problem and God already had a plan named Jesus. That's passion. Look at this verse. Then his disciples remembered this prophecy from the scripture, passion for God's house will consume me. And I want to ask you as we slip over into 2024, will you do what I did back in 1998 and my first trip to India? I came back. India, God used India to change my life. And on that plane ride, I realized I've been, as a minister of the gospel, a follower of Christ, I've been pursuing so many things, passionate for a lot of things, but I was not pursuing the presence of God. I confess that. 1998, 25 years now, I have been learning how to passionately pursue the presence of God. I have a long way to go. I am not perfect, but I am seeing 25 years of what it looks like to passionately pursue, to be consumed for the presence of God day by day. Will you make a commitment as you go into 2024? Renew your commitment with me if you already have. From this day forward, I will choose to passionately pursue the presence of God day by day. And watch what happens. Hold your hands out. Let's pray together. Heavenly Father, I thank you for these beautiful friends. I pray God blessing over them. And even now, as we hold our hands out before you, I am asking that revelation will come from heaven into their mind, into their eyes, into their ears, into their heart. Holy Spirit, speak. Almighty God, pour out your passion upon every person, every pastor, 
every brother, every sister, every mom, every dad, every man, every woman. God, from Germany to Mexico to Canada to Ukraine to Russia to Iraq to Afghanistan to Palestine to Jerusalem to Israel to India, Myanmar, Bangladesh. Oh God, all over the world, let the passion that you have for your people fall here and now. Open up our eyes to see you, our ears to hear you, our hearts to respond to you. Let us experience your passion for us, God, that we would have no choice but to fall onto our knees and to worship with such passion because you have demonstrated your passion to us. God, thank you for being a passionate God about your people. Thank you for sending Jesus. Thank you for the Savior that has come. God, we commit that every day in 2024, we will passionately pursue your presence. Teach us all that you can about you. Reveal your word to us. Reveal your love. Reveal your character to us. God, change us into the conformity of the Lord Jesus Christ. Lord, let us receive, experience, and demonstrate your passion. And we will give you all the glory and the honor. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, Happy New Year, everyone. I will see you in 2024. I'm praying for you. You pray for me. And and uh, God bless you all. I hope um, that you will commit with me that we will passionately pursue the presence of God day by day. Love you. Thank you for subscribing, commenting, and sharing The Kevin White Show. Visit kevinwhite.us for Kevin's blog, videos, books, and more, all geared toward helping you prosper in the presence of God. That's kevinwhite.us. Kevin's books are available on Amazon and everywhere books are sold. Contact Spirit Media for all your publishing and marketing needs at spiritmedia.us. Spirit Media, taking the message of God through the people of God to the nations. Visit spiritmedia.us today. Join the generosity movement at SM Gives, a federally recognized 501c3 organization. All gifts, tax deductible. 100% of every gift used to share the good news of Jesus in all 195 nations around the world. This has been The Kevin White Show. Find the complete archive of all episodes at kevinwhite.us or subscribe for free through your favorite podcast player and never miss an episode. This program copyright, Kevin White International, all rights reserved. We will see you back here every Tuesday on The Kevin White Show with another powerful message of encouragement, strength, and comfort from God.